It's good to be back with you today on Search the Scriptures. What a blessing we have to have God's Word, literally His will, His mind revealed to us in the form of His written Word so that we can learn from His teachings what He wants us to do with our lives on a day-to-day basis. Indeed, He provides for us the guidelines and the guidance to help us to live the best life that mankind can possibly strive for, a life of faithfulness before Him in Jesus Christ. What a blessing. We're thankful you're here with us today on Search the Scriptures. We want to encourage you to continue to listen and tell others, and we hope to see you in person soon. It's good to be here today along with Dwayne Kennedy. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be here for me as well and on this program with our listeners to be encouraged by this study that we're having and to encourage our listeners that walking in God is a privilege. God has given us his great grace and we are blessed to be able to continue in it day by day and to study his word. And it's also good to be here with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Dwayne and Gary. I'm certainly blessed as well to be part of this program as always. And really, I think, Dwayne, you said it very well. What a wonderful thing for any individual in this life to realize they belong to God. What a blessing that is and how we are saved by his grace. Oh, if we could just impart that kind of excitement, that kind of passion, that kind of feeling toward God in every life, what a difference it would make in this world. Amen. It certainly would. We want to remind our listeners that they can always receive a copy of this program or any of the programs and search the scriptures for free. We will send them to you on a CD. And when we say free, we mean exactly that. We don't want you to send us anything. We'll take care of all that. We'll even pay the postage. All you have to do is contact us and ask us for them. And as always, we'll give you the information on how to do that at the end of the program today. Fellas, we're going to finish this study that we've been at for about three, or three weeks or so now. We've been asking the question, what if you had only 24 hours to live? Yes. A frightening prospect for a great many people. Yes, it is. And yet, while we've looked at it from that negative perspective, what would the person who is not ready to meet his Lord do if he knew he had only 24 hours to live? We've also looked at it from the perspective of what if you had only 24 hours to live and you were right with the Lord, but you knew people who were not ready and what would you do? You hadn't Mm -hmm. taken the opportunity or perhaps had the opportunity to sit down with them and study with them from God's word, to talk to them about their souls. And now your time is ticking away really fast wouldn't you spend a little bit of time at least during that last day to try to reach out to them and try to get through to them their condition spiritually and their need to turn their lives around with God's help? Now we're looking in this last section of the study at the ultimate in the positive prospect. What about that person who finds out he has only 24 hours to live and he can look at his life and say, I'm ready. Mm I'm not only ready, I'm eager. (laughs) He has lived his life as God has instructed in his word. He doesn't have to worry about death. He doesn't have to worry about the judgment, does he? 
No, not at all. He can look forward to all of the glories that await us in heaven, all of the joys Mm -hmm. and the happiness and the bliss. Seeing God face to face. Being in his very presence. Mm, What a thought. Oh, man, walking those golden streets. But we've noted no more tears, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more suffering, no more death, no Mm -hmm. more hunger, no more thirst. Mm Mm-hmm. None of all of those terrible conflicts that we face in this world, fightings and wars and arguments and all of that, none of that's there. And we can look forward to that Mm -hmm. when we've lived our lives as God would have us to. Yes. No, Dennis and Gary, all of us understand what it means to live for or work for something worthwhile. We get this thing in our head that I I want this and I'm going to work for it. I'm going to do what I need to do. But for the Christian, they are on the brink when they are about to die of finally realizing the things that they have lived for all their lives, that they have worked for, that they have sacrificed for, that they have served for. It's coming. It's here. And I can't wait. Mm -hmm. No longer just teaching in the Bible. It's about to become reality. That's right. Absolutely right. Now, let's go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and let's look at verses 1 through 8 again. We won't spend a great deal of time on that. We, We looked at it fairly quickly at the end of the program yesterday, but we want to go back and touch on that again. Uh, Dwayne, how about reading that for us? For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed... We have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. If indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tent groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. Now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us his spirit as a guarantee. So we are always confident, knowing that while we are home or at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, yes, well pleased rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord." Now, as we talked about briefly yesterday, Paul is laying out the scenario that here we are, and again, we can apply this so well to what we're talking about in this closing section of our study. He says, we're living this life, and we've got this physical body, and we've got problems in this life, don't we? Yes. And we can look at various texts of Scripture that indicate that, talk about those problems, but you know, one thing is the pain, the difficulties, growing old, all of those kinds of things, the illnesses. But Paul says we're in this earthly house, this tent. He's talking about our physical body, our physical life. And he says we're looking forward to getting into that new home that God has for us, the spiritual body. In verse 2, he says, in this we groan earnestly. Not the idea of groaning and suffering, but groaning in anticipation, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. And he goes on and he 
talks about, again, very descriptive language, this physical body in which we live. In verse 4, we who are in this tent groan, being burdened. Well, because again, in this physical life, we do carry burdens that are related to living physically, don't we? Yes, we do. But looking forward to heaven, uh, we're, we're looking at our mortality being swallowed up by life, as he puts it at the end of verse 4 there. We're always confident, verse 6, knowing that, we are, that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Now, think about that. Okay, we're here, and, and Jesus said that we can live a full and abundant life as long as we're living faithfully to him, John chapter 10 and verse 10. But Paul says, but as long as I'm here in this world, as blessed as God makes it for me, I'm still away from the Lord. I'm still absent from him in, in reality. I'm not in his presence. Mm-hmm. And verse 8, again, we see that we are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. So again, looking forward to the time when we can leave this life and we can be there in heaven with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit in eternal life. You know, Gary, that that phrase there again in verse 2, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. In other words, getting into that spiritual realm, heaven itself. I heard a story years ago about a Christian woman who was near the point of death. Uh, She was in the hospital, and one of the members from her congregation went to visit her. And just before he got there, the doctor had told this individual she may not live another day. You know, she was that close to the point of death. And before this individual from the congregation went in to see her, he got that message himself from one of the nurses. Well, you know, she's at the point now we think she probably has less than 24 hours left as we're talking about in this series. And of course, he's thinking, oh my goodness, what am I going to say? When I walk into the room of someone who has that knowledge, what can I possibly say to cheer her up or to encourage her? Well, you know, he went in, still not knowing quite what to say, and he said, as soon as he got through the door and this lady saw him, she just straightened up and said, oh, I may get to see Jesus before morning. (laughs) And I think... Wow, what an attitude. Oh, isn't that a great attitude? That is the earnest desire that I think Paul is talking about. And see, that that understanding and that anticipation is only there for the faithful Christian. Exactly. Only for the faithful Christian. And if you're not living your life faithfully before Christ, you're robbing yourself. Mm Mm-hmm of that anticipation yes, and that attitude, that positive mindset. That's right. You put it well, Gary, robbing yourself of that, that hope, that expectation. Oh, my, that anchor for your life. Dennis, how about reading 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verses 53 through 57. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, 
Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. There again, the faithful Christian can look forward, not in fear of death, but he can look forward because, you know, it's like reading the last chapter of the book first. Mm -hmm. The faithful Christian knows, I've got the victory waiting. I'm going to win. You're going to die physically. You've got only 24 hours to live. Yeah, I know. I'm going to win. Yeah. It's like going directly to 1 John 5, verse 13. Yes. You know, there John tells his readers, you can know that you have eternal life. And so you can still continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. How about 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4? For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Overcomes the world, the faithful Christian, the person who lives his life in faithfulness to his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, overcomes the world. How many times do people live their lives burdened down by the conflicts that this world presents them? It can be health, it can be physical, it can be be mental, it can Mm -hmm. be psychological, it can be relational, it can be financial. Mm -hmm. You could probably go on and on. And yet, the faithful Christian can look forward to death, not as this horrible prospect, but as this, with this sense of victory, I'm going to win. Yes, I've been, I know what's waiting for me on the other side. Yes, and you know, Gary, in in a very true and accurate sense, when the Christian dies, it's a release from the burdens of this physical life. Yes, absolutely. Now, let's get a little bit of a glimpse. And it's difficult to really, again, as we've talked about, put into adequate terms in a finite language the description of the infinite glories and beauties of heaven itself. But as we close, let's, let's look at these a little bit. Revelation chapter 21 And how about reading verses 12 through 26? 12 or 22? Uh, 22 through 26, I'm sorry. sure. But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light. And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light. And the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. Its gates shall not be shut at all by day. There shall be no night there. And they shall bring glory and the honor of the nations into it. I think the, the phrase, the glory and the honor of the nations are going to be there in heaven. It's not talking about the riches of the nations or the kings of the nations or the elite politically or whatever. It's talking about the saved. That's right. Yes. The, the righteous. Yes. yes. Those mm-hmm. who have lived their lives prepared. 
mm-hmm. in a real sense, what we can understand is that, you know, heaven is a glorious, prepared place for a prepared people. Right. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is going to be there. Only the prepared are going to be there. Mm-hmm. The glory and honor of the nations, those who are saved. Now, riches are not going to have a place in determining entrance into heaven. No, they don't. It's going to be, am I rich in my faith before my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? That's right. Similar to the first fruits of God's creation, the best people that have ever lived made that way because they followed God's word. Yes, yes. Now, let's look at the description here. In Revelation 21, go back to verse 10 and read down through verse 12, if you would, please. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear and as crystal. Also, she had a great and high wall with 12 gates and 12 angels at the gates and names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. It's interesting in verse 10, the city of heaven itself is described as a great city descending out of heaven, having the glory of God in verse 11. And her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. You know, we think that perhaps that's a description of a diamond. And so here, if that's the way to understand it, but, but if we're missing that, certainly the description is similar, it seems. We're talking about the, the radiance of heaven itself yes. shining forth like that. Just incredible. And had this great high wall with 12 gates and uh, 12 names in the gates and so on. Now, in another text, we read that those gates are never closed. Mm -hmm. No need to worry about robbers. Mm -hmm. They're not gonna be there. There aren't gonna be any. Dennis, how about going on and reading verses 16 through the first part of verse 19? The city is laid out as a square. Its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with the reed. 12,000 furlongs, its length, breadth, and height are equal. Then he measured its wall. 144 cubits according to the measure of man, that is, of an angel. The construction of its wall was of jasper, and the city was pure gold like clear glass. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. And then it begins to list those stones that the foundations of the wall of the city are adorned with. Now, notice there, the city is laid out as a square, but actually it's a cube, isn't it? Yes. yes. Its length and its breadth and its height are all equal. Mm-hmm. And it says 12,000 furlongs each. And that's about 1,380 miles. Now, roughly, we're talking about if you could go round it off, if you could travel from the Canadian border to the Gulf of Mexico along the route of the Mississippi River, you, that's, that would be close to that, that length. Mm-hmm. Now, then if you go all the way to the East Coast, again, you're probably talking about fairly close to that kind of a length. 
and then up again and back over again, well, you're talking about half the United States. That's right. But now that's just the surface area. It's also that high. Mm -hmm. It's a cube. That's incredible. There's no city that this world has ever seen or ever will see that could begin to compare with Mm -hmm. a city like that. No. And then when you begin to, to look at all of the beauties, the glorious construction, again, the wall was of jasper, the city of pure gold, like clear glass. The foundations adorned with all kinds of precious stones. Just incredible. Now, what does verse 21 say, Duane? The 12 gates were 12 pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. Transparent glass, pure gold. Yeah. Well, now is that talking about the pure brilliance of the gold there? That gold is so beautiful, so brilliant in appearance that it's like transparent glass? Or is it talking about a gold that we just don't understand (laughs) that is transparent? There's one of those difficulties of trying to translate the spiritual into the physical. Yes, a place of such beauty and glory and magnificence and trying to put it into terms that we on our physical finite level can relate to. Mm -hmm. Really difficult. Now, that, though, is what? That person who has only 24 hours to live, but he's ready for the judgment. He's ready for eternity. That's what he can look forward to. Heaven, a city unique in size, unique in glory, and unique in purpose. And as a faithful Christian with only 24 hours to live, you can look forward to residing forever in that city of God, heaven itself. But my friend, don't become careless Don't become haphazard and just say, oh yeah, that's where I'm going, if you're not really going there. Are you walking that straight and narrow road that Jesus talks about in Matthew 13 and uh, chapter seven and verse 13? Are you walking that straight and narrow way? Or are you taking the broad way that leads to destruction, which is also in that same text, verses 13 and 14? We would love to help you walk that road that ends at the gates of heaven and ushers you through those gates to be with Jesus and God forever. Contact us and ask us for that free Bible study and we'll be glad to send it to you. And you can read of God's way to heaven.